This is Joy. And this is Claire. <laughs> oh no, what happened? What happened? Uh, my voice is gone. <laughs> We're going to try to make this work because <laughs> I'm moving today and it snowed and I lost my voice, maybe probably from having COVID. <laughs> we don't know because I don't have any tests because they are packed. <laughs> It's just like a roller coaster of things like happening. Every all at possible once. thing that could happen before move. Like, guys, it's not supposed to snow. I mean, we joke about Colorado yeah, where you can kind of get weather. any weather any day, but May 21st is very late for a snowstorm. I only remember this happening two or three other times in my life. And so my dad's birthday is May 20th. Happy birthday to John Hay. Happy birthday, John. So, Hay. so that day like sticks out in my memory. And I remember two other times in my life where it has snowed on or near his birthday. So in 34, 35 years, this is only the third time it's ever snowed this late and it's on our moving day. Yeah. It's just Thanks. like, you it's just nature. so much. And then you're, you're sick and you're not feeling great. And yeah. just one of those times in life that's... And here we are because here we, are. we don't have it's, another time to record and we really want to get this episode. We really want to get an episode out because we've been so busy in May, as we've mentioned multiple times, and we've had all of our lovely friends in May to catch up. It's real early on a Saturday morning, but this is what podcasters who have been doing it for as long as we have that make time to do it, guys. Hashtag no rest days. Hashtag no rest days. Somebody, a brilliant person on Instagram who's more brilliant than us, said that we should have called the May episodes, May I Introduce You To? And oh, then- that's great. And I was like, you're hired. You're hired. <laughs> um, okay. Let's start with something funny that happened this week, which was that reel of Evie went viral. Let me just start by adding to that. I don't ever want to go viral again. And let Never. me tell you, let me tell you from the other side, guys, it is- not fun. You think that it's like, oh my gosh, I want my video to go viral. No, you don't. It's you stressful. absolutely do not. You no. absolutely do not. Okay. So as of as of this moment, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, this if you scroll back into our reels, there's this like really random reel. This has nothing to do with our podcast. No. Where I like have this little video of Evie as a baby. And then I have a video of her just brutally rejecting me. And this happens every morning. So mm-hmm. the video, I mean, it's just my life. Here's the backstory. Brandon leaves for work at six in the morning because he has to be at work. Like the first, you know, he works at a surgery center. If you guys don't know this, he is a nurse. He works in a surgery center. Their first surgery starts at like seven. So he has to be at work at six 30. And so he leaves at six. So by the time the kids are up, he's long gone. He works four days a week. So there is one day a week that he is home, but it's a different day every week. So it's always sort of a surprise to the kids, like which day is dad going to be home? So that's where this comes from is because every morning when I go to wake Evie up and sometimes she, you know, or she is awake and I open her door, she's like, where's my daddy? And then I have to tell her he's at work. And then she's like, no, because she's in a real daddy phase right now. And I know these things happen. I don't take it personally. She's three. I really don't take it personally. And so I posted a video basically of that. And first of all, the first thing that I did was in the fir- the intro part, I wrote, I threw up every day for 10 months. Let me tell you that probably 10,000 people have come for me about the fact that pregnancy is not 10 months. Like there have been knockdown drag out arguments in our comment section about oh, whether or not God. 10 months is accurate. I'm like, you are just so, so missing. You're the point so of this missing reel. the point of the real. And I just want to say to anyone out there who's focused on whether it's nine months or 10 months, you don't get to say that. Unless you've had a child, and even if you have and you're still arguing 10 months, I consider pregnancy feeling like it's 10 years. So everyone needs to just shut the hell up. By the time you're 40 weeks pregnant, you might as well have been pregnant your whole life. Like you feel like I can never remember a time when I was not. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm watching these comments going, 
I can't. Why? Why I can't even. I'm going to give. It's like dog years. I'm going to give you seven years times every week. Times every week that you're pregnant, I'm going to add seven years. So like, I right. can't, I, I was just appalled at the stupidity of that argument. It's just the, <laughs> the amount of people who are, are worried about that. I'm like, you just don't have anything else to worry about. Like go argue for women's reproductive rights in someone's comments. Yeah. Let's put the energy into something let's else. Let's put the yeah. energy into something else. The other thing that's interesting, just like the amount, it's just been a weird week. We've gotten a lot of new followers, which is great. I hope that if that some of them listen to the podcast, I don't yeah. really know. Like that's right. the thing that is weird to me about it is that because this real though in viral really has very little to do with our podcast. Right. I mean, you know, we talk about EV, we talk about parenting, but not a lot. Right. Or not. That's not our number one topic. So anyway, I mean, 12 million people have seen that, that real versus like our, our other reels, like our, a high performing reel for us will get like. 20 to 25,000 views. It's been a, we- a weird week. I wish there was like a toggle on your posts that you could put of like, I don't want this to show up on the on the Discover page because I think the algorithms just assume like everyone wants to go viral. I don't ever want to go viral again. No. Something that I learned from going viral is that you just pull out the armpit of every corner of the internet that comes to you and starts arguing and commenting the most asinine things. And so then I was like, you know what, this is why I want to stay an indie podcast. I never want to get that big to where they're just pure stupidity. Like the comments that I was reading were so stupid that And let me be clear, I was not reading every comment because you can't at that point. You get a taste of what celebrities and we're not even close to that level. But like I got a smidge of a taste of what it's like to be a celebrity because and now I'm like, now I know why they just kind of like stay off of the comments or like Taylor Swift just shuts the comments down because it's so it's a cesspool of negativity. And it's just it's a waste of time. And so like, yeah, it's cute. And it made people laugh. But at the same time, I'm like, for anyone out there who's just like wanting more followers or wanting their... Like, no, you don't, guys. It brings out the worst people. It made me so grateful for our little safe corner of the internet where I'm like, that's all I want. That's all I want. I want to stay there. I want to be comfortable with our great people. And that is why we have that little pocket corner of the internet that's like, this is just us, guys. Let's stay that way. I don't need anything else. (laughs) I think going viral is like an introvert's nightmare. And I'm pretty extroverted, but I've over the years become less and less outgoing. Like I will not strike up a conversation with a stranger. I will like, I don't, you know, I'm fine being in a a large group or whatever. Like I still think that generally speaking, I trend towards being extroverted, but I've become less extroverted, especially since I've been a parent because like my social battery or my battery of my interaction battery. Yeah. Interaction. It's just always mm -hmm. really low. Yeah. And so I also feel like I was like um, empathizing with you about that feeling of like, I don't want more people. (laughs) I don't need more in my sphere. Right. Yeah. But if you are new here and if you found us from that reel, I'm really excited that you are here because I feel like the majority of the people who followed us because of that reel will ultimately end up unfollowing us once they realize that we are not like a parenting. Right. Or like if you think we're some like brilliant comedians or whatever, that's going to like constantly produce content like that. I do consider myself to be a brilliant comedian, but I I think we're pretty funny, but uh, you know, (laughs) I, I, it will attract the people that need to be here and that connect with us. And that's great. And, um, you know, on that note, as far as episodes and people that connect with us, if you listened, if you haven't yet listened to the make wads great again, or no, the kettlebells and cocktails, 
podcast episode with Nikki Brazier where we were on their on their podcast. Please go listen to it. I loved that episode. I really did. I th- I felt really good about recording that and all of the things that we talked about were just really honest and true and how we feel about podcasting and kind of the ups and downs that we've gone through with podcasting. So you can go listen to that on their feed, Kettlebells and Cocktails. Okay. It really so- like we get into the back, a little bit of like the palace intrigue of yes. our, our years of being like a really tight the, with the CrossFit yeah. HQ folks and what it was like in the early years to be really the only female hosted podcast in the CrossFit space. Yeah. Nikki is such a good interviewer. It was so fun to be able to talk to her. Yeah. I hope we get to do that again. I hope we do more episodes with her. So, well, I know that you're not feeling great, but do you want to give a quick update review of your surfing trip, which looked amazing? Yes. So two weeks ago now, like, yeah, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be two and a half weeks. I went to Mexico to go surfing with a group called Surf with Amigas. I, as you guys, a lot of you know, I have been obsessed with surfing for no logical reason since I was in middle school. I saw the movie Blue Crush and it like really changed my life, which is like such a weird thing to say because it's kind of a bad movie, but here we are. Also the movie Step Into Liquid, which launched my still present absolute love for Laird Hamilton. He's just such a babe. Uh (laughs) So I've always been really obsessed with surfing. I've always really, really wanted to be a surfer. I've taken a couple of surfing lessons here and there throughout my life, but nothing, I wouldn't really say that I could, I've never, you know, would would have described myself as like being able to surf. So I finally decided to sign up for this trip. Surf with Amigas is a um, group that does exactly what it sounds like. Basically, it's a group that does small group trips, mostly for women, but they do have some co-ed trips on their calendar. And they have a couple different locations. They have Mexico, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama. I think they have one in Peru. They have one in Morocco. They have one in in Indonesia. Which, by the way, Scott really wants to do one after he saw yours. He actually has the same. I can't believe I I haven't brought this up before, but he has the same dream of surfing, learning to surf. I mean, he does kind of look like Kelly Slater. Yeah, he does. You know, well, he always jokes that like... People always think that he looks like any tall bald man, any tall white bald man. That's because they all look the same. They all look the same. (laughs) He's like, everyone thinks I look like Woody Harrelson. I don't look like Kelly Slater, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like that would be a compliment. He's so funny. Well, he can come with me because Brandon does not want to (laughs) go. Well, yeah. So I think that's next on his bucket list. He was like, I want to go to that. I'm like, yeah, Claire can hook you up with that. It was so fun. So This one was outside of Puerto Vallarta. If you guys are familiar with that area, it was just north of Sayulita, which I didn't really realize that Sayulita is really popular, but it's a really cute little town. We were actually just north of Sayulita in a little town called San Pancho. I didn't know anyone else who was going. The whole trip, the whole group was seven people plus two main instructors who were with us sort of the whole time. And then a couple more instructors would join us for our actual surfing. And so like, here was a day in life. Because of the way the tides were, we had to surf really early in the morning. So we'd wake up, have first breakfast at six. We'd go surfing from 6.30 to like 11.30. And like we we were would drive there and get all our stuff. So we'd actually be in the water from probably like 7.38 to like 10, 30, 11, which is kind of a long time to be surfing if you don't know what you're doing. And we were at this really cute place with pretty small waves. The cool thing about surfing that I came to find is that my group was a whole range of abilities. I was definitely the lowest ability. And then there were, there were a couple of people there who like one in particular or two in particular who are from Wilmington, North Carolina, and they surf quite a lot. And so they were just kind of there. It was a mom and daughter, which was so cute. And they were just kind of there to like have a little fun mom and daughter trip, but like they could, they were very good at surfing. And so 
But the cool thing about surfing is that even if it's small waves, you can still have a lot of fun as an advanced surfer on the same kind of waves that a beginner is still learning on. And so that made it really fun because we were kind of all out there. And then like the more advanced people were just catching way more waves and riding them for longer Got and it. actually popping up. Because I was wondering, Versus, I was like, does it matter the size of the wave? Okay. Yeah. So it definitely does. And I think that eventually those more advanced people would want a little more variety. But for the purposes of this trip, it really was just to like me as a beginner was like resting. Okay. So like paddling out so tired, no amount of working out would have prepared me for this. It's just like you imagine being in like Cobra and paddling. Oh yeah. You're back. Your you posterior, your no, posterior, yeah, yeah like there's no way to train for that. Is, yeah. <gasps> like, so many supermans. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not, but then your arms and I just oh. and then like, there's water getting in your face. And yeah. And I like, can only imagine. I'm just so sore thinking about it. Yeah. So by the time you get out there, if you don't know what you're doing, you're just exhausted. So there was one other girl there named Lily who she was, she and I kind of like hung out together as the, the lesser, the less experienced surfers, I guess. <laughs> And we'd always be like, imagine getting out here and being like ready to just catch a wave and not needing to like recover just from paddling out. Oh my gosh. No wonder surfers are such good shape. Yeah, oh, such good they're shape. They're all just like jacked. <laughs> I know. Jacked Laird Hamilton. <laughs> no wonder you had a crush on Laird Hamilton. By the time you get out into the lineup, if you're brand new, you're exhausted. So you kind of just like sit there and bob around for a little while while you wait to like, like that was fun. I'm done. Down. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, my goal is just to paddle out every day. That's all I have to do. And if I get out here, like, great. Then the instructors that we had with us were so great. All of them were so wonderful. And they were, they would like physically push you into the wave because by that, you know, like your arms are just so weak right. and tiny. They're like, we're like, going to help you out here. Yeah. They're like, I mean, we're going to throw help. you a bone. Yeah. <laughs> so reading the water is also a skill that is definitely earned over time. Okay. And so as the waves come in, not every wave is going to break and not every wave, and you're not going to be in the right spot for every wave. And it's at least at this location where we were. And so they're helping you figure out like, okay, wait, that's not a good one. That's not a good one. Okay. Here comes a good one. Okay. Start paddling. You like awkwardly turn your board around and awkwardly lay down like a walrus and awkwardly try to paddle, even though you feel like you're absolutely not moving at all. And then they would shove the back of your board, right? As like the wave was picking you up to help you get a little momentum. Then you are laying there like a walrus and you feel like not unlike a walrus, I physically cannot stand up, but that's your task is <laughs> to stand up. <laughs> That's all so you got to do. Yeah, You're supposed to do this thing, right? You're, it's called a pop-up. You're supposed to like pop up. Yeah. I've seen like what movie there's like, oh, Point Break, where they're like trying to teach Keanu Reeves how to surf. Yeah. yeah. And it's really hard when you're out there because your board is not, it's pretty wobbly. Like you have to find the center of balance. You're trying to stand up and- It's like probably trying to go from laying down to jumping up on a BOSU ball. <laughs> It's like, it's like doing a burpee. It's exactly like a burpee, yeah. except that you're trying to land with your feet laterally and like on like a balance board. Oh, yeah. So very hard. And so what I was doing was not popping up. I was sort of like, I'd come and do a lunge. Then I'd bring my back foot over. Then I'd sort of like test it out and see if I was going to be good. And then like at that point, 90% of the time I would fall. So I would test it out and I would, it would be bad. <laughs> I would fail the test. <laughs> But a couple of times I stood up. And then when you stand up at this particular point, the waves were not very long. And so by the time I stand up, I would stand up. Typically, the wave would pretty much be over. <laughs> You're like, oh, man, there's a yeah. timing. Yeah. There's a timing aspect to this, too, where you like have to everything has to be perfectly timed. It's not the wave's not going to wait for you. Exactly. And so <laughs> that was like one of the, you know, like when the waves are a little bit smaller, you really need to be able to pop right up because otherwise the wave's going to end before you have a chance to do anything. 
So that was a big factor for me. <laughs> that I spent a lot of time trying to stand up. And then by then I'd be like, and the wave is done. I did get a couple of really good rides. It was so fun. Like I have probably never had so much fun doing something in my whole life. When you are out there just floating around, it's just so relaxing and so peaceful. And like, it's, I mean, peaceful is not even the right word because it's not like tranquil, mm-hmm. but you just feel so, it's one of those activities where you, how do I describe this? Okay. Can I offer p- perhaps a somewhat similar experience? Remember in Costa Rica when we went paddle boarding and we all like paddled out to so, f- so far out. Yeah. Accidentally we were just paddled kinda, like miles we, away from the shore. <laughs> we totally accidentally. First of all, I love that when we showed up, they, like the people who were giving us the paddle the board rental guys. Yeah. We're like, wow. We could were not have cared less <laughs> if like, if we came back, I'm pretty sure if we never returned, they wouldn't have cared. I think when we returned, they weren't even there. We were just like, well, hopefully all our stuff is not, you know, gone when we get there. Not meaning like they would steal it, but we just didn't have any place to put our stuff. So we were like so far out and we're like, well, it was, I just remember that being so funny where we just were like, I don't even think the people who rented us those paddle boards even cared if we returned. So then like remember that we had met. Exactly. Exactly. I think when we returned, we were like, here's your paddle board. You were like, oh, we forgot about you guys. Yeah. Cool. Because we were like out to sea. Yeah. (laughs) I just remember being really scared because... What happened? Oh, it was getting dark. It was getting dark. And I was like, I don't want to be out here in the dark. I'm sorry. Um, But remember, we were just kind of all sitting out there just kind of floating around. And it was just so peaceful. Was it kind of like that? Or just like enjoying? Yeah, or it was kind of like, um, like rock climbing or other similar types of activities where the actual amount of time you spend like actually climbing or actually surfing is like kind of low compared to the amount of time that you spend getting ready and hiking out there or paddling out there or kind of hanging out with your friends while you prepare to do it. But you know, like if you're rock climbing and you're kind of a beginner slash intermediate, the actual amount of time you spend on the rock is the proportion is not that high compared to what you're doing the rest of the day, but it still holds your attention just enough that you can't worry about other things. Right. And so that's really the key is that like you're out there, you obviously can't have your phone because you're floating in the ocean and you're paying attention to what's happening because the second you stop paying attention of like outside waves going to come and hit you on the head. And so you're keeping your wits about you enough that it's like occupying your thoughts just at this low level hum. And so it's very regulating. And part of me feels like maybe this is like, this takes us back to early human brain activity where our lives were spent doing these very predictable activities with a low level hum of awareness of our surroundings that taps into something very regulating. Mm-hmm. So that that was just how I spent like two or three hours every morning of just this very uh. chill, like you're out there, you, you're doing something. I mean, I love being in the water. There was a sea turtle one day and he just like, I was, oh my God. I, okay, let me tell you the story about the sea turtle because he I, just, I love it. I had to paddle back in to put more sunscreen on which is like kind of the kiss of death because as we've discussed, paddling, paddling, not my strong suit. So the idea of paddling back out, I was like, oh God. Yeah. So paddle, and that's the other problem, guys. Once you catch a wave, if you fall or even if you get a great ride, you're like, oh God, now I got to paddle back. Now out. you got to go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, so be like it like, would be like uh, skiing with no ski With no lift. lift. I was just yeah. about to say like, I kept yeah. thinking like, what is the ski lift of surfing? Like, can I get a pulley situation yep. out here? Yep. I was like, okay, here we go. I'm going to paddle. So I start paddling and I would do this thing where I would give myself 10 paddles. I'd count to 10 and then I'd rest and then I do 10 more and then I'd rest. And I finally get out there and I like, I'm like 10 paddles away from the group and I just am out of steam and I put my head down on my board and I hear this 
And I look over and this little sea turtle head had surfaced like six feet away from me. Sorry. I just, I think that there, I don't know anything cuter than a little sea turtle head popping out of the water. Not at all. I felt like Moana. I was like, it's so cute. They're so cute. Their little heads just pop out of the water. It's the cutest thing. It was the best. I was, it was like the sea turtle was saying like, you got this, like just (laughs) 10 more, 10 more bottles. And I was like, you're right, sea turtle. Oh and then gosh, I got out there and it, spirit, little yeah, spirit sea turtle my coming encur- out. My, my little sea turtle of encouragement. I got out to the lineup and a couple minutes later, I saw him again, like poke his head up like, okay, you made it. I'm going to go now. I've, I've helped you to your yeah. destiny. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's just the cutest thing ever. The sea turtle of encouragement. Yeah. And so, and then there was like a whale that we saw breaching like way out in the distance. There were little fishies, little yellow fishies all around. Uh, we saw a crocodile right where we were surfing. There was like a freshwater river that came into the ocean in like this little lagoon. And there was a crocodile back there. So mm-hmm. that was fun. Stopped bringing the dogs with us after that. Um, let's well, I mean, are they a danger to you guys? <laughs> no. I mean, if I were to like go swimming in that lagoon, maybe. Okay. But it wouldn't come out into the ocean. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, What other fun wildlife did we see? I think the biggest thing for me about this trip, though, first of all, very validating. Like, yep. Surfing is so fun. I absolutely love it. I want to do it all the time. I got home and I was like physically like withdrawing from surfing. <laughs> I was like, I was physically uncomfortable without being able to go surfing. <laughs> it's like, wait, I want to, I miss, I missed the activity. I missed being able to surf more than I had like missed my family while I was there. Red flag. <laughs> and- <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll just move to Mexico. And the area we were in also, I mean, a couple of people were like, oh, are there cartels? I feel like the cartel story is like really over exaggerated to Americans. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where it's like people always say like, well, some areas are really dangerous. I'm like, you know what? Some areas in the U.S. are really dangerous, too. Yeah, that's just like, that's a little... I felt really safe the whole time. Yeah. OK, I'm I'm sending you a link. <laughs> we're doing real time link sharing. I just thought of this when you were talking about it. I'm like, I actually have something on my bucket list that I would, I like life goals would love to do because it's with Gabby Reese and her husband, Laird Hamilton. And they do these retreats that are a thousand million dollars. They're a thousand million dollars. I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to function on this retreat. Well, I mean, okay. So if everybody wants to go see it, it's xptlife.com, the letter X, letter P, the letter T. And they do these retreats a couple times a year. And it's all about like pushing your physical limits and doing a cold water immersion. And it's $6,500 for three it's days. It's so expensive. Someone, can you please sponsor us to go? I oh want to go to the one in Malibu. But that is like, if I had no financial limits and uh, could do anything, I would 1000% do so the XBT life. And that doesn't even include flights. And it's only actually two and a half days. <laughs> Why is it so expensive? Lunch, Uh, dinner. It doesn't include breakfast. Hey, Laird, Gabby, call us. Maybe they will sponsor us and we will sponsor the podcast. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Don't be intimidated. The XPT experience was created to suit all fitness levels. You you do not need to be a world-class athlete. Thank God. Mm, I mean, I would pay $6,500 to meet Laird Hamilton. I would would pay $6,500 to just hang out with them for two days and have them train us. I would... It, that would be worth it to me and to be in Malibu. They also have yeah. one in Costa Rica, but I'm like, take me to Malibu. So yeah, at least you can fly to Malibu for not another like $6,500. <laughs> Bless these people. Okay. So the, I feel like though, I, what I want to get to is my main takeaway, which first of all is again, that like, yes, surfing's the best and I want to do it all the time. But second of all, I was pretty nervous to go on this because I feel like there is some stigma around moms taking time for themselves in 
to me, this felt like a radical amount of time. Like I was leaving. I left for an entire week. I was gone Saturday to Saturday with very little contact. And I mean, like you get in, I get international service, but it's terrible. Every time, I mean, Joy, you know, anytime we've ever traveled, my phone is basically useless. I don't know why I don't travel internationally enough to like figure it out. I really can only function when I'm on Wi-Fi. I was really had a lot of self-doubt around doing this for a full week. In my mind, I was like, oh, like a long weekend is one thing to like sort of abandon your family. This is my self-talk, right? But like, oh, I'm abandoning my family. Brandon was so great. He was the first person to really encourage me to do this. He was like, I know how much you always wanted to do something like this. I think you should go for it. I think you, you know, like I'll figure it out. And I like set the line of like, or drew the line. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I don't want to be in charge of anything at home for that week. Like, I don't want to be the one coordinating backup care. I don't want to be the one figuring out your meal plan for that week. I want to be able to truly go. Like truly unplug and not and tr- have to right, be and worrying be about one, things at home. Right. Yeah. And not be the one getting texts from my mom saying like, hey, who is picking up miles today? Like, right, right, right. I don't right. want to be, because like, in the past, when I've traveled for work, a lot of the times I have still been the one to coordinate those logistics. And I'll send like a spreadsheet and then like a 10,000 word email before I leave of like, okay, guys, here's almost like an hour to hour itinerary of the whole week while I'm gone of like where the kids are going to be and who's going to pick up and drop off. Because again, as I mentioned with Brandon leaving for work early, et cetera, Brandon, his work schedule is not flexible. And so someone else has to manage the pickups and the drop-offs. He was totally fine with that. He was like, yeah, I can do, I got this. And he did. The only thing that happened, and I have to tell this story, is that their Miles's kindergarten concert was on the Monday night that I was gone. And I was like, okay, Brandon, two things. He has to wear like his elementary school t-shirt and he ha- and like send me videos. So I get these videos and I'm like, where's Miles? And he's video, like he's not in the video. Where's Miles? He's like, yeah, he's in the middle in the back. Like that's not Miles. <laughs> Brandon took videos the whole entire concert of the the wrong kid, kid. thinking it was Miles. Okay, to be fair, guys, Claire sent me this video, and the kid does look a lot like Miles. But but if it was my kid, I think I would know which one was my kid. That's the thing. I'm like, if you have heard a description of Miles, like, yeah, tallish for, like, he's tall for being six. He's got... (laughs) Light, light brown, blonde hair. Short, like, short, like, yeah, short, yeah. Brown, like, from a distance, if you did not know this kid, you could be like, oh, that might be him. Yeah. If you have lived with him every day of his life, <laughs> like, the moment I saw that video, I was like, that's not Miles. <laughs> like, just the way that he's moving and, like, his face, the way it, like, moves when he taught, when he was singing, I was like, where is he? Miles was in the very front row, like, sitting on the floor front row <sighs> in a bright blue polo shirt, not in his school shirt. So, like, not only did Brandon take a video of the wrong kid, but, like, he should have known Miles didn't even have that shirt on. <laughs> so part of me is like, did Brandon take a video of this kid and send it to me thinking I wouldn't notice and hoping that I wouldn't catch the fact that he forgot the shirt? <laughs> so Brandon sent me, took videos of the wrong kid during the kindergarten oh, it's so concert. so good. And what I don't did even you know say? Who this kid is. I know, but did you tell, did Brandon finally fess up? Did he, was, was he like, like he, I, his, his response was, well, he looks like Miles. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. But like, same Z's. And I call him and I was like facing with him. I was like, you had one job. And he was like, Claire, you're on a beach right now. And I was like, touche. Okay, bye. <laughs> and he and I was like, and so I kind of let it go. I was like, you know what? He Give made it, it to the grace. concert. Give it some grace. Right. Yeah. He, he got there. It's fine. But that was the one like, I mean, I'm probably never going to let Brandon live that down. Like, oh, remember that time you took videos of the wrong so kid? so funny. It's so funny. That's so great. So I felt you felt really totally unplugged, unplugged, like really disconnected. The way that this retreat was set up was like, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't even know the name of our hotel. I just got myself on a flight to Puerto Vallarta, which is direct from Denver. And I just showed up. I didn't have to plan anything. I didn't have to worry about where I was going to get my meals. I didn't have to arrange for transportation. It's like when we did our retreats or exactly like our trips like that. where it's the best. You just don't and have to I, think about anything. 
Yeah. And I know you talked about this a couple of weeks ago of like having this fear of like, oh, I don't want to be this tourist. Yeah. I don't want to, but I've actually felt every time I've done a group travel thing, I've actually felt less like a tourist because you're with someone typically who lives there. Right. Right. That's why I like our trips because we have people that are like kind of showing us the behind the scenes stuff, like the ice cream house where the lady sells ice cream from our house. And like, yeah, you're traveling in a group of like 10 white people. So it's pretty obvious, but like, I'm going to stick out anywhere I go unless I go to like Northern, the Northern UK. Yeah. So I've been, I love, I have come to really love group travel for like adult group travel because you just show up. And that to me is a true vacation where you really don't have to plan anything. You're not spending weeks trying to book Airbnbs. And like, I don't, some, some people love that process. I am not in a phase of my life where I want to add logistics, add any additional logistics planning to my life. Totally agree. But I think the coolest thing about this trip was that all of the women there were so supportive of me. Like as soon as they found out that I had young kids, I did not even get a single whiff of someone being like, oh, who's watching your kids? I feel like that's such a common thing that people say. And I don't think that they necessarily mean it in a bad way, but it can feel so judgy Yeah, someone to be like, Oh, you're here? Like, who's watching your kids? Like, well, my partner, or, you know, like, oh my God, like, they, it just insinuates that, like, you who's have watching just, your kids. Like, <laughs> right. It insinuates that you have just, like, left your kids in a parking lot and gone to the beach. Like, oh no, the children, who's watching them? Like, that question to me is so patriarchal. And I didn't even get, like, a whiff of that. And in fact, when I got picked up by the shuttle, I was in the shuttle with, like, the, this mo- the mom and daughter group that was there. And they were so adorable. And the mom, the first thing she said, you know, I said, oh, yeah, you know, I'm from, like, the Denver area. And I have a three and a six-year-old. And the first words out of her mouth were, good for you. I'm proud of you. And I was like, that just set the tone for the whole week. I was oh, my like, gosh. Yeah, good for me. That would be I'm my first out. reaction. I'd be like, good for you for getting some time for yourself. Bravo. And that was everyone's reaction. And people were like, go take another nap. Like, yeah. Everyone was so amazingly supportive of and so like looking out for me for really maximizing take the advantage time. of every moment. Yeah. And so it was so great. I feel like I I missed I I haven't described the whole second half of the day, but suffice to say, we, they made me do yoga and I loved it because let me tell you what the yoga was. It was this woman named Griselle. The way that she talked was like this. On your next inhalation, roll to the other side. And on your next exhalation, you will bring your knees to your chest or put out your arms like the letter T. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that everyone fell asleep in yoga every day. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> like she would have us do like one down dog. And we were all like, we don't want any more down dogs. <laughs> so almost every time we were just on our backs the whole time. And like the just poses were like naps, literally the poses so were like, restorative. lay there with your arms out to the side and then like move your arms into cactus arms. Like that was like inhale cactus arms yeah. but you're laying down like yeah. that's the new pose and then you hold that for like three minutes oh yeah it was it like was, pure restorative yoga which is the best it was basically a moving nap oh yeah it was truly amazing that's so, so great 10 out of 10 on that yoga it reminds me of, okay i know i keep talking about costa rica but it reminds me remember when luz taught our yoga class and she was so cute whenever she would say something she'd be like uh-huh after like every move like this uh-huh <laughs> So cute. (laughs) She's so cute. To this day, I think she may be the cutest person I've ever met in real life. Okay. Okay. So highly recommend. So for the media. Highly recommend. And I want to go back. I think I'm going to do, I would do this exact trip again. Like it's so easy to get to Puerto Vallarta and like this area we were in was only an hour north of Puerto Vallarta, like very easy to access. Oh, awesome. And what was the name again? Of what? The the trip. The trip. No, the trip. Surf with Amigas. Surf with Amigas. Okay. Yes. 
If anyone who went on that trip is listening, you guys are the best. Thanks for supporting me. Thanks for letting me be a beginner. That's like a whole other angle that we'll talk about a different time of like showing yeah. up, knowing you're going to be yeah. the worst at something. No one made fun of my wetsuit. I wore it every day. I ended up not wearing the hat I did the first day, but because of my inability to paddle, it was really obstructing my vision. So I just wore a lot of sunscreen on my forehead. Yeah, I can imagine that would be hard. I actually was so glad I had that wetsuit because otherwise I would have had to reapply sunscreen so much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I only got sunburned once. Oh, good for you. I know. That's that's not an easy thing to avoid. No, it's because of the wetsuit. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, we're very excited for you and I'm so proud of you. I know that was a lot of like facing fears and doing big things and being away from your family. So we're all everyone I loved all the feedback that everyone gave on the on Instagram where they're like, I'm so excited for you. This is so inspiring. Oh my gosh. I love that. Like the amount of encouragement that I got on Instagram from the people who follow us, like everyone was like, This makes me so happy for you. I'm like, I love that you did this. Like everyone who commented or sent us DMs who were excited for me, like your excitement for me feels so special and it feels like so supportive and that like you guys really get me. So thanks to everyone who sent notes of excitement because when you do something that you've been wanting to do for a long time and other people are like, see how cool that is. Like acknowledge it. Yeah. Super validating. It's so cool. Well, let's take a quick break and talk about our sponsors for this week. Ned, our favorite sponsors and the favorite CBD products out there. May is Mental Health Month and I want to take a moment to share some of the ways that I use CBD and I use Ned's de-stress blend. Lately, I've been feeling really down. I don't know what's going on with my mood. I do take medication for mood stabilization, but I've been really feeling for whatever reason, and I'm not even gonna try to overanalyze it, but I'm just like, I'm just feeling really crappy and I don't know why. Using some of the de-stress blend throughout the day is giving me kind of like this calm because what I tend to do is if I'm feeling down, I get mad about feeling down. So I've been using more of the Ned's de-stress blend throughout the day, which is really just kind of like evening out my mood, making me feel calm. So I just wanted to share that because I feel like there's so many times when we can go through hard times and feel difficult emotions that sometimes it just kind of comes out of nowhere. So I've been using that and I think it's just a part of my self-care that I really, really appreciate. And I'm so glad not only is Ned just a great sponsor and they have great products and we're so grateful that they are our sponsor, we truly feel passionate about their products. So please support our podcast by supporting the great sponsor, Ned. Invest in yourself and fortify your stress response this month. Get 15% off Ned's de-stress blend with code JOY. Go to helloned.com forward slash JOY or enter code JOY at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash JOY to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. And I think one thing that we have been talking a lot about this month is having a whole toolbox of things to use to support your mental health. I mean, you're never going to hear from us that any one thing is going to be the silver bullet because mental health is so complex for us. We both use CBD as a way to support a lot of the other things that we do, but it does really help maintain a more stable baseline. And that is really the, the thing that I have found is that in the same way that I have described antidepressants or anti-anxiety as like, they don't solve your problem, but they pull you out of the river. Similarly, I feel like Ned to a less, you know, a slightly lesser degree just helps take off the edge. The CBD products, when I use them, you know, over the course of a couple of hours start to feel like, okay, whatever this stress was that I was feeling was just absolutely insurmountable is suddenly feeling less insurmountable. It really helps take that edge off and get you over the hump. So definitely recommend checking it out, adding it to your toolbox. We just love Ned and you guys know that we love how high quality their products are. So thank you guys for supporting the brands that support our podcast. 
All right. Do we want to end with some really quick questions? Yes, please. Okay. What really burns your biscuits, Claire? So many things. People who leave stupid comments. And <laughs> <laughs> Did any of that get under your skin? I saw okay, good. Them. Okay, good. Because I was, mm-hmm. I was hoping. I was like, I really hope that you're. I don't see you as someone who would like let that stuff get to you. But after so many, but I, I know you. I haven't also read them in days. Good. Yeah, because yeah. there's so many, and also right. like every once in a while, I've sort of like out of the corner of my eye seen a really stupid one, and then I just delete it. I'm like. I don't know these people. I don't owe them anything. This is just some like idiot troll. And I'm right. Uh, broader speaking, what burns my biscuits? I get really, really, really annoyed when people insist that they are going to do something and then never do it. And I'm like, listen, just tell me if you can't do something, just say you can't do it. It's fine. Don't continue. And this is like at work or maybe like a friend who, and you're like, if you can't do it, I'm not going to get mad at you. Just mm. tell me that like you can't, you don't have time. Don't make me continue waiting for you to do this thing mm-hmm. for it to never get done. Like a That's work what, thing or just anything? Like a work thing or yeah. like maybe a friend who like going to bring something over or let you borrow something or like, I don't know. I can't think of like a like a follow example. through, lack of follow through, lack of follow through. But like, and then when you say, "Hey, are you still going to do X Y Z?" Because no big deal. But if not, I'm going to go get either get someone else to do, ask someone else to do it, right? Or do it myself, right, and they're like, right. "No, no, 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 I'm going to do it." And you're like, "Okay." And so now it feels like if you go out and do it yourself or find someone else to do it, they're going to be like, "I, t- you know, be, it's going to be like a thing." But you also know in the back of their of your mind, like they're not actually going to do it. That makes me crazy is when people just are not upfront and won't say like, hey, I can't get this done. I'm so sorry. I thought I was going to be able to, but something came up. Oh, go ahead and find someone else to do it. I wonder if they have a hard time saying no. I'm sure that's what it is, but it just makes me crazy. <laughs> it's not, this is not like specific to any one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not being yeah. passive aggressive. <laughs> no. I am the same. I would say that very similarly, I have a couple, I have like one of my good friends who doesn't listen to the podcast, but if she does, she, she knows this because I've told her is she overcommits and then she always cancels plans where I'm like, just don't overcommit. Just don't do it. If you know you can't do it. And it's like, it just goes back to, she has a hard time saying no. And so I call her out on that all the time and it drives me crazy because I'm like, don't overcommit. And so when she'll like come visit, come to town, she'll be like, let's do this, this and this. I'm like, all right, tell me one thing that you might be able to do, because I know at this point you're going to cancel all of it. So just tell me one thing that you possibly could do. And I have zero expectations that when she does come to town, that I'll even see her. Like, that's how it is. So I'm also like, if I see you, I see you great, but don't overcommit. It drives me crazy. Drives me nuts. One thing I was actually talking about recently with somebody around overcommitting and saying no is that I think that when, for a lot of us, we think that if we say no to things, it will cast us in a light as someone, like ultimately it will lead to people not wanting to ask us to do things because they will think like, oh, they're just going to say no. Or it makes, it paints us as someone who's like not willing to help or who, you know, only will do things that are like to the letter to their job description at work. When in reality, I have found the opposite to be true which I have a reputation of being someone who will only say yes if I truly can take it on. And so that has created a reputation where people ask me way more and for much larger commitments because they know they can trust me to be honest with them about whether or not I can fully execute it. Right. Right. So rather than becoming someone who's like, oh, Claire, you know, like having a reputation for saying no and therefore people not wanting to ask me, people will come to me and say, like, I'm only asking you this because I know that if you can't do it, you will actually say no. Right. 
So hot saying, tip. Yeah. Saying no isn't like you're just going to be a no person. It just means like, hey, I just don't have the time for this. But I think that that's what people think is they think like yeah. the, the second I start saying no, people are going to see me as like disagreeable or not willing to help or and I like I have found the opposite and I've in, in like a really productive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if anyone out there is worried about it, give it a shot. Don't be worried about it. What are your top favorite beverages? Coffee, iced coffee, hot coffee. Are you still an iced coffee person? Do you drink iced coffee every single day or hot coffee? No, I drink hot coffee okay. because that's what Brandon makes. And I don't like, I like cold brew, but I don't like iced, like drip coffee. It just watered it down. I love Ouroboros still. I had a new hibiscus type of Ouroboros. Ouroboros, so good. Um, still love hop tea. Those are probably the main ones. And then my favorite alcoholic beverage. I've really like moved away from alcohol this year. Just kind of like never feels good in my body. Mm-hmm. But like a well-timed margarita is really hard to beat. I will go with Synergy. GT Synergy kombucha is will forever be my favorite kombucha. It's so good. So fizzy. So punchy. I love a punchy kombucha. Yeah, Any I don't flavor. like GT. It feels like too, it's too vinegary for me. But that's vinegar- what you like yeah, I love. That's what I love about it. I don't like a sweet kombucha. Uh, I also have a friend a friend that calls it kombucha, and I always laugh because <laughs> I, I I refuse to correct her. I like kombucha, so I love the I do love the ginger ale and the trilogy, but I will go for any flavor. And Trader Joe's has a flavor that they only that they exclusively carry. It's strawberry lemonade, and it's so good. I think I need to go get some for myself today. And then I have been really uh, so since like the end of January, I've cut out alcohol pretty much altogether. So and so I got on this train of finding really good hop waters, hop teas or non-alcoholic beers. And some might argue like I'm not on this really strict train of like zero alcohol, but I'm just trying to cut it out because I I too don't feel good. Yeah, we've talked about this. We're like yeah. there's there's a kind of a line between like sobriety right. and like what that entails and yes. the journey that that evokes right. versus like choosing choosing to, to just rarely right. drink alcohol. Right. There's just yeah. there's very different levels to that. And so I don't want to be categorizing myself as like going on this sober journey, because I think there's so much more to that. But that's on a we talked about that on another episode. But I have just made the choice to take out alcohol from my repertoire. I don't think it feel, makes me feel good. It doesn't make me feel good. And so I have been on this journey of and it's kind of fun. It's like a fun game for me because I really do enjoy the taste of beer. And I've found a couple brands that I super love. One is Untitled Art. And I have to... Well, actually, no, they do sell it at some of the liquor stores. It's I find it really hilarious that they sell non-alcoholic beers. You have to go to a liquor store most of the time. I think Whole Foods started selling them, some, some brands. Untitled Art is one of the brands that I love. The West Coast IPA untitled art beer is really good non-alcoholic beer and then there's a brand called athletic brewery really really good as well so they have and costco sells costco liquor store sells the the um athletic brewery beers and i really really like those so i've been enjoying those beverages in the afternoon i do like coffee too i'd say like uh, i'll do like a fizzy water a zevia every once in a while but those are my go-tos right now all right last one i just want you guys to know that every time we try to record we're like let's keep it to 45 minutes and it literally and never, never ever never, like the movers are gonna happened. be here in a half hour <laughs> oh my gosh i know okay well okay let's finish with that no, let's finish okay. with that. it's okay let's do one more okay, i want to do okay. one more this is the okay. problem is that i don't this is when it comes to boundaries my worst boundary to keep is keeping this is podcast keeping this podcast for i know <laughs> i just want to keep talking i know we just want to uh, always okay what is it what is a favorite hobby that you would like to do more of well surfing is the obvious answer for me today. And I really am looking forward to getting back 
to baking. I feel like I haven't yeah, been baking haven't as been much baking. because I've been, I feel like this is just this winter was a really busy season for me with my new job and like going into work more. So yeah, I want to get back to doing more baking again. I love that. I love that story. <laughs> Gosh, a, a hobby that I would like to do more of. I don't know. Podcasting. Podcasting. I love podcasting. I don't want to say like anything exercise related, but I just because it's like, ugh, that sounds boring. But I do still have it in my heart to start up CrossFit again or do some type of like more strength training classes to go to a class and be in that community. And we talk, talked a little bit about that on the Kettlebells and Cocktails podcast episode of why that's something that I'm feeling more drawn to lately. I agree. I wish, and we talked about this on Kettlebells and Cocktails. I wish there was a gym near me that I really liked. Uh, I, I miss going to Roots. If you're yeah. listening and you're from Roots, I miss you guys. I oh. wish that my, my I wish my life took me to Boulder more now. I want to know this too. I'm going to actually put this on. Let me see. Hold on. Anyone listening to the podcast goes to CrossFit Lakewood. Can you give me a shout out and let me know if you like that gym? Because it is less than a mile from my house. And that feels like... Oh. And, and I know I feel a little bit betra- like a maybe a betrayal to the CrossFit gym I was Rocky going Mountain to. Athletics, yeah. But I'm looking for the easiest, closest... <laughs> the least amount of... Least amount of driving effort. I mean, I am at a point where I'm like, if it is less than a mile, you're going to... I'm in. But the gym's got to be good. So if anyone listening goes to CrossFit Lakewood, will you please message me? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. You got to go move. You've got things to do. Yep. This, like, my recording setup is the last thing. Like, if you see around my room, like... Yeah, I was going to say, it's pretty empty. whole house is in boxes, except I was like, leave the microphone. Yeah. Guys, podcasting is serious business. It really is. I mean, we're not kidding when we 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 say... We make it happen. (laughs) We make it happen. Okay, go move. Wish me luck. I hope you feel better. I hope you don't have COVID. I hope it stops snowing this freaking week. All of the above is something in retrograde. I really did not get like a honeymoon phase after this vacation. There was no halo. (laughs) Right into the world. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Ned. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. Try out their de-stress blend. Take the edge off of the stressors in your life. And add that as a tool to your mental health toolkit. I'm just going to say it one time because I love it. Don't forget to utilize your cannabinoids. And that was like real with my my gravelly voice. It, it, yes, <laughs> you got your sexy phlegm. Oh, yeah, sexy phlegm. Uh, all right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. Check out our new website, joyandclaire.com. It's <gasps> so, so cute. cute. I love it. And if for all your branding needs, this is not an ad. She's not asked us to do this, but we no. really loved working with Rachel from Reach Creative. She really understood the assignment. Like she went back, listened to all our old, old episodes, not all, but a lot of old episodes felt like she has just been so, was so, so, so great to work with. She really went so many extra miles to understand who we were and what we wanted and it just turned out so great so reach creative yes you said it really fast so i want to make sure reach Reach. rachel from reach Reach. creative Creative. great highly recommend thanks guys talk to you soon Bye. bye